You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says he is considering a trip to China. NPR's Emily Sullivan reports that he made the comment at this weekend's spring meetings of the International Monetary Fund and World Bank in Washington. Mnuchin's comment comes as tensions simmer between the world's two largest economies. The U.S. and China have threatened to slap tariffs on each other over the last few weeks. Washington threatened Chinese imports with tariffs of over $150 billion, while Beijing said it would respond with higher tariffs of its own on everything from soybeans to beans. These threats have raised concerns and rattled financial markets worldwide. A visit from the U.S. Treasury Secretary could signal a breakthrough. Mnuchin declined to specify when a trip would happen. Mnuchin also added that he's, quote, cautiously optimistic of reaching an agreement that can diffuse trade disputes between China and the U.S. Emily Sullivan, NPR News, Washington. To Utah now, where Mitt Romney is headed for a primary runoff in the race to fill the Senate seat currently held by the retiring Senator Orrin Hatch. From member station KUER, Nicole Nixon reports that Romney had a hard time winning support from Utah's more conservative delegates. Even with his name recognition and campaign war chest, Romney couldn't get the 60% he needed to avoid a primary. 
At the Utah GOP convention, Romney split the vote with conservative state representative Mike Kennedy, who acknowledged that after a long day at convention, the room was getting tired. You know what I'm really tired of? I'm tired of business as usual in Washington, D.C. Afterward, Romney said he had expected the race to go to a primary, but said that his relationships and reputation would allow him to hit the ground running at Senate. We're all for the same policies, but who can actually get the job done? And I hope to be able to get the job done for the people of Utah. The Republican primary is June 26th. Democrats will pick their nominee for the Senate seat next weekend. For NPR News, I'm Nicole Nixon in Salt Lake City. Overseas protests against Armenian Prime Minister Sir Sarkisyan have extended into a tenth day. He is rejecting demands to step down, though. The BBC's Danny Eberhard reports police detained the opposition lawmaker leading the protest shortly after talks broke down. Direct talks between the two opponents lasted less than three minutes. Staged in front of television cameras, Mr. Sarkisyan and Mr. Pashinyan spent more time avoiding each other's gaze or staring at the cameras and looking at each other. Mr. Pashinyan told the Prime Minister he was only there to discuss his resignation. The Prime Minister called it blackmail, not dialogue, and walked out. Riot police are out in force, but so are the demonstrators, and car horns are blaring out across Yerevan in protest. At the London Marathon, Kenya's Vivian Chariot has won the women's title, crossing the finish line in a time of 2 hours, 18 minutes, 31 seconds. This is NPR. Coming up next on The Serious Side... Were you able to say goodbye? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in person and then on the phone. Laura and I uh, uh, went over to see her uh, a week ago Saturday, and uh, we had a wonderful visit. She was strong, lucid. Uh, funny, uh, still. Funny. She and I were needling each other. And the doctor came in, and she turned to the doctor and said, you want to know why George W. is the way he is? And the doctor looked somewhat surprised. She said, because I drank and smoked when I was pregnant with him. <laughs> Protests continue today at Syracuse University in upstate New York over a racist video featuring frat members. The frat has been suspended, and today the university chancellor said the school has worked hard at diversity and inclusion, but added there is much work to do. Do you have a problem with what the Seahawks did? Well, I don't like it. I certainly wouldn't do it, uh, but it's incredibly predictable. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that the whole national anthem issue uh, that Colin Kaepernick took by taking the knee uh, sparked uh, a bevy of protest. We all know uh, what the residual impact of that has been. And as a result, he's been blacklisted. Now, he's tweeted at me probably 50 times. I've been gone for a year. I'm like a breakup he can't get over. He wakes up in the morning. The leadership style is actually strikingly similar. And when this first popped in my head, I pushed it away because I thought that's way too dramatic. How could that comparison be apt? And I don't mean it in the sense that Donald Trump is out breaking legs or shaking down shopkeepers. I mean it in the sense that he leads. It's all about the boss. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle.
Sunday morning to you folks. I don't know if Jay's on mute or not, but this is Mr. LAS. And, um, I'm sorry, Mr. LAS, I am on mute. I said all these wonderful things, and no one heard anything I said. <laughs> so good Sunday morning to you. Today is, I'm sorry, April 22nd, 2018, a year or two into the serious side of the J-Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. At his best, I'm not, you know, I said all these wonderful things. I'm going to have to repeat them. Let me try it now. Uh, I hope you guys are, thank you guys for making us a part of your morning. No matter where you are, no matter when you listen, thank you for making us a part of your day. And you heard Mr. Elias, but I'm going to give him his official introduction here in a second. But like the guy said, I am Jay. And, you know, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to uh, the other person, uh, the partner in crime, the one and only Dr. Princess Adia. Good morning, Princess Adia. How are you doing? I am super amazing. How is everyone today? How are you, Jay? I have been better, Dr. Princess Odia, but uh, that's okay. You've I'm been fine. better? I have. Well, we'll talk about that off the air. All right. Uh, so, anyway, thank okay. you so much for being here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I appreciate you. And, of course, you heard the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. Elias. Let me officially introduce the man, the myth, the legend. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir. And how are you doing this morning? And good morning, Dr. Adia. How are you doing this morning? I'm amazing. Thank you, Mr. Elias. How are you? I am here. I am Francis, we're gonna have to lift up the spirits here. Jay is, okay. is could have been better and you're barely here. So guess what? Transformation in itself. Guys be happy. Say I am happy today, right? Uh, so we well, can get some happiness uh, going on. Okay. Well, the All transformation right. definitely will not do it, but thank you so much for your attempt. <laughs> All right. Our, our colleague, <laughs> Mr. Jerome Esprit, the man who brings us every week on a need-to-know basis, and he's also a part of the Esprit Radio Network, uh, Esprit Radio. Uh, he will be here after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. But until then, we'll hold it down for you. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the number to get in. We've had some technical difficulties trying to get the chat room open for you. Hopefully, that'll be up and running for you momentarily. It's open good. So you guys yes. can get in there. Plus, you can always hang out on social media sites that we frequent during the course of the show. We have a lot to get into. Once again, I hope your Sunday morning's doing well. It's cold and rainy here in the great city of Houston. Uh, and so for you guys who are in this area, bundle up. It's a little chilly this morning, a little dreary, but hopefully the weather is better than 60 in your neck of the woods. I don't know, Miss Elias. I knew you were going to say something about that. I just apologize <laughs> for bringing it up. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we have a lot to get into, a lot to talk about. First up, we're going to take some time to remember uh, former First Lady uh, Barbara Bush. We're going to talk about her legacy. We're going to talk about uh, the things that she has brought to our nation, that she brought to our nation as a former First Lady. We'll have that conversation. Second set, very popular uh, uh, bit that we introduced this year. Uh, second set. YTP, your thoughts, please, is where we're trying to get as much topics in in a very short period of time. So we're going to do that for you, second set. And the third and final set uh, this morning, we'll take time to talk about the Comey memos. 
not only did Comey release his book, or now he's on this book tour, but, uh, you know, what happened? We'll have the conversation. I just can't believe the direction that this country is going in. All right, three four seven one five zero one two seven two. Let me check on Mr. Elias because people have actually, you know, I got a, a text, uh, not a text, but a, uh, a message after the show asking if Mr. Elias is all right because they, we can hear these noises. I'm wondering, are you cool, man? Is everything okay with you? Everything is everything, man. You know. Okay, because you know, you're grunting. Everything. I'm like, is he okay? Is he, you know, <laughs> going through something? I'm like, all right, nah. I don't know. But, uh, okay, well, look, okay, so there you go, person of interest. Mr. Elias is fine. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. And this past week, uh, former First Lady Barbara Bush passed away at the age of 92. What a life well lived. Yeah, uh, she survived by, I'm sorry? Okay. Wow, what a show. This show is getting starting off on the right foot already. I just can't wait to see what happens an hour and a half from now. Mike, Mike, Jesus Mike. Christ. It, okay, uh, my, my, my daughter called on the other line, and I thought she was in labor. And my I heard my granddaughter in the background, and I was making, you know, I see poo poo poo, lovey lovey, and then I she hung up, and there you were. So sorry about that. Okay, this is a real time, real action. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Thank you very much, Doctor Francis O'Dea. God bless you. All right. So anyway, the former first lady Barbara Bush passed away this past week. She survived by uh, George H. W. Bush, the forty-first president of the United States. Uh, she was also survived. She's also survived by you know Jeb Bush, um, and you know of course George, George W. and a host of grandkids and great grands. It was a beautiful ceremony. Uh, Mr. Elias, just your thoughts on the passing of this woman. Politics aside. Oh, politics aside. It's it's sad when anybody loses their mother, man. You know, I feel for those people, man. Uh, as far as that goes, man. I mean, you know, anytime you lose the, lose the matriarch of your family, it is it is just man, it's devastating. And I I feel for those people. I really do. I, I feel for the Bush family. I really do. I I you know. I well, just, I'm assuming you, know, I you didn't watch on. any of that funeral service uh, yesterday, then. Because, well, I tell you what, it felt like you were just at a Catholic church. It was a joyous uh, occasion. Uh, It was something that I was a little shocked. Uh, You know, George W., actually, the day his mother died, he was on uh, on a TV broadcast talking about uh, his mother. And and so I think, uh, you know, based on reports, she was ready to go. And and, uh, and so the bottom line is I think that they were at peace with it. Because if listen, if, if if you believe in 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 you know in God the Father, uh, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. If you believe in those things, and if you believe that there is an afterlife, you know people tell you that you know what you should celebrate on the day someone passes away. It and be cry when it's a birth. There you go. And so if you listen to that, I, I think that for the first time in a long time, that funeral. To me, Dr. Prince, though, do you really illustrated that? I didn't see anybody wiping away tears. I mean, obviously, when the, the Bush uh, granddaughters uh, spoke about their grandmother, they were a little emotional. And even Jeff Bush doing his eulogy of his mom got a little emotional. But, I mean, my goodness, I mean, other than that, I didn't see anyone in the audience wiping away tears. Uh, there was no songs of sorrow. It was a very joyous and, and almost festive, if I could say that. 
uh, uh, event. So, you know, it sounds to me, Dr. Princess O.D., they were ready for her. She was ready to go, and they were and they were prepared. I'm not going to say they were ready for her to go. They were prepared yeah. and had accepted. They have accepted that, hey, this is the end of her life. It is time for her to go on to, 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 to you know, to be with her three-year-old daughter that they lost. Um, so it just sounds to me that everyone was prepared, and it wasn't as sad or an emotional occasion that you would normally see under those circumstances. What say you? I say what you that sounds absolutely awesome. I, I did the funeral. Uh, I was not around to do that. I will say that at the time when, when, when there's a passing, a lot of times, you're having some audio like issues again, Dr. Dr. Prince Odea. You're, 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 we're missing, we're missing every other word that you're it's, saying. It's, so it's what like are we? the energy, it's like the energy that they, of their life, the legacy of their life, somehow when they pass, that, that energy is present. And it, it, it becomes very known to those very close to them and, and especially in their home-going services, you can feel the presence of them and their energy. So yeah. with that said, you saying that there was not a tear, you didn't see the mournful, you didn't feel that mournful presence, but you felt a presence yeah. of peace, that says a lot about her life. And if anyone has questions about anything that she may have done during her her lifetime here on this earth, then you should you you could think again because trust me, when one passes, they leave the presence and legacy. Their truth precedes them. So I I, I think that's absolutely awesome. Um, she lived a good life. She lived a long time, and yep. and I'm sure her family is very grateful for that. Absolutely. Well said. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's bring in the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree from SpreeRadio.net, and the man who brings us every week on a need-to-know basis. What's going on, Jerome? How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing outstanding, man. We were just spending spending a few minutes uh, this morning to remember Barbara Bush. You know, she was buried here, but the but funeral was here in, tech, in Houston. A few and uh, much, she. But- Go ahead. You know, see, that's that's not nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, politics. You know, I, I understand the animosity sometimes people have against these folks, uh, but you know, I, I go back and I remember, you know, when in, in a lot of people who are young. Well, I can't say that because most of the demographics show that people who listen to our show are our age anyway. So you would remember this when the AIDS epidemic first hit. You know, there was all these rumors. I remember people that you know remember Carl Malone didn't want to play against Magic Johnson because he you know he felt that you know if he, if he rubbed up against Magic or if he got Magic's blood on him that, you know, all of a sudden he would just fold over and die. It was just this scare that people didn't want to be with folks who were HIV positive. And I remember Barbara Bush, you know, in this hospital with a bunch of black babies holding them and and reading to them that were HIV infected. And I said, my goodness, that's a powerful image because what she was trying to do was she was trying to debunk what we all know is true now. But back then, we didn't know anything about about HIV AIDS. So people thought, oh, my God, if I get next to a person that has this thing, I'm going to catch it and die. So, I mean, you know, listen, I, I'm not a uh-huh. fan of her politics at all. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, 
You know, and I, and I echo what President Obama has said about Republicans. You know, there are Republicans out there. We may not have the same political persuasion, per se, but they, they're doing what they think was in the best interest of the country, unlike what we have at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue now. But really? The, yeah. Really, Jay? I mean, well, really, Jay, what? No, I'm saying really you think that we can ignore everything else because at the end of the day their belief system is what they believe, like it's, it's just kind of in No, them. I'm not saying – no, 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 oh. no, 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 I'm not saying that. What, what I'm saying, oh. Jerome, is is that there are people – that we walk in this life with that we do not agree with. There are some of my friends that I just I can't stand some of the stuff that they do. But I don't look you know, I don't I don't treat them bad. I don't say derogatory things about them. We have a difference of opinion. And and that's just your belief. That's I think that's the great part of this country of ours is that people have different beliefs, whether we agree with them or not. I'm not gonna okay. say, Oh, I don't want to deal with you because I don't agree with what you say. And I'm just saying at this time, you know, yesterday, it was raining here in Houston, and I walked up the street here, and I was up here by the expressway because I wanted to get a a glimpse of the procession that was on its way to College Station. And, you know, I stayed out there, and I don't know what happened. It took them a long time to bring their tail around. I finally said, heck with it. I went back home, and by the time I got back home, it passed. But I just wanted to spend a few minutes to recognize, regardless of what her politics were, that, you know, she was an iconic figure in American history, whether you agree with her or not. Well, you know, okay, so here's what I, um, here's the the balance I would like to bring to the world, is that, you know, everybody, like any soul that's lost, you can feel mourning in, right? Nobody's gloating over anybody passing. What we're saying yeah. in the world of supremacy and oppression and all of that is to is to submit icons to us that met us no good. And so sometimes we have to kind of see the forest for the trees because every every um, you know every clock is right twice a day is what they say, right? And so when you do a couple of things to offset whatever it is that you're that you it's like it's like calling Giuliani America's mayor. That's a moniker that they gave that racist fool who didn't want no blacks and Puerto Ricans and Hispanics in New York. He admittedly said that shit when he – sorry for cursing. He admittedly said that when he was in New York. But now we have to pretend like he's not racist when he's talking on TV and has a different political opinion. What I'm saying to you is that we can't keep brainwashing our children. I don't give a rat's about nobody else's. I don't think that those of us who know need to stay quiet. Because when people like Winnie Mandela pass, we ain't say jack. When stuff happens in Cuba, we don't say jack. When there's a cure for lung cancer and we run this on the news like America's found a cure, knowing that that thing came out of um, Cuba 15 years ago, we don't say jack. So I can't pretend to not know something when I know it just to say, hey, there was redemption in everybody. It is like talking about the Starbucks stuff and saying the the CEO or the chairman saying, hey, um, she feels bad and we need to have a sit down with her and the two black guys. It's like, are you crazy? We don't need to provide redemption for anybody who's oppressing us at any stage of this game. We need to look at colonizers like colonizers. We really need to speak up. So regardless of our humanity, our humanity is intact. 
that's not saying anything about my humanity or my dislike for anybody individually. But I am telling you, when you set an impression on the rest of the universe, the rest of the world, we cannot let that go by because someone passed away. Right? We can't just sanitize that to say that they've done some good things too because we all do good things. I shouldn't have to tell you what my, my – um, what things I do in life to hear my words. So that's all. That's the only point that I'm making is to provide some context of someone's character. Of course, to them, that, that those people around her is like, oh, she was sweet and blah blah blah, and, and saying stuff like she was she was the enforcer, but she was authoritative. Well, that's called a bully or a thug in other people's circles. So depending how you frame your words then technically you can clean them up. And I don't feel any empathy for that. We have no empathy for black folks who have fought and died and have been raped over the coals. And like I said, Winnie Mandela just passed and had a state funeral. And nobody covered it because they were like, well, there was some controversy stuff about her. We bring up all the controversy for black folks, but when white folks die, it's like, well, we need to think about the good things they did. Right, I'm not blaming you, Jay, but what I'm saying that it is our job to make sure that we have some equity inside of that when it comes um, to balance. So I, I understand what you're, what you're saying, and, and I understand what everybody else is saying about her. Her and some of the public things that she did But when it came to Katrina She did say That the people in the Astrodome Are now living better than they lived When they was in in New Orleans Right She was picking apart Like individuals to say They have nothing anyway Right you have to read behind that And you have to realize You know older white females role During, during slavery and during Um and doing segregation, that whole sweet yeah. thing don't don't phase me. Well, well, let, let me let me let me oh. jump in here because I think the one thing I will say is what you know, Mr. Elias, when uh when when Peel said stay woke, be you know bees, that Jerome stays woke. I mean, so you, you know, man, what the situation is, that brother is he, he's in tune and he stay woke. He got his he got his eye on the prize and listen. I guess I felt the look same at way he did, man. To be honest, well, I, but that's said, well, politics know, but, aside, but, but, okay. I, that's why I said uh, what I said. Oh, oh, okay, okay, listen, listen, listen. I, I get it, and, and you know what? Listen, there's a role that everybody plays in life. So hey, listen, there's people that are going to keep us focused on the North Star, and and those folks, they're there for reason and there's some of us who are just like hey we're just trying to exist in a world that we hope everything can uh work its way to a better place maybe i'm naive like president obama but i think that you know you want to get to that place i want to get a phone call in here real quick because we're running out of time on this segment let's bring in uh our our just our sweetheart uh the very lovely uh vanessa may belly hey vanessa good morning welcome to the serious side Good morning, everybody. I love everybody. Good morning to y'all. But I know Jay Good morning, Ness. Good morning. I want to. Good morning. Good morning, and Jerome. Don't yes, don't throw darts at me through the telephone. But <laughs> no, um, I love you. You good? <laughs> I have to say this. 
when people are in their 90s or 100 or 80-something years old, including when my mama was alive and was in her 70s, my mama used to make a few little comments here and there that I trenched because I thought they were a little racist for my time frame. Um, So when I could go back and listen to the previews of some things that First Lady Barbara said, she just didn't say it with black people, Jerome. Let me tell you some stuff she said about her own son. Uh, I thought it was hilarious when she said that that, uh, the one in Florida, Jed, Jed wanted to run. She said she told Jed, they sick of the bushes. They didn't have no bushes in the White House. You don't need to run. I couldn't believe she said that when they were showing the preview. She told her child, they sick of the bushes, and you don't need to run. And then when she was talking about the other son, the, the who was the president, said he, he used to drink, and he drink as much as he drink because I used to drink when I was carrying him. I mean, this late, and then to talk about Trump, and then she did, they didn't even have Trump invited to the funeral because she could not stand him. And she openly said she could not stand him. So... He didn't come. But if you looked at the preview, Jay, did you see Michelle Obama sitting next to the Clintons? So all of those dignitaries kind of snuck in Houston, you know, on the down low. That's why they had all them different streets blocked out because we were over there by Tanglewild, which is where they live, Jay. So yesterday, Bobby and I was over in the area, and people were doing like you. They were kind of like on the corner like you could see, wanting to see the procession or something go by, where they had the freeways blocked off. And a couple of, uh, like my son-in-law's sister was coming into Houston, and she took pictures of the procession going to College Station and sent them to us. So, I mean, that lady might have said some stuff about some black people, but she also did things to help young black children. And so I'm not going to cover up what she said because she's dead and gone. And But I have much sympathy for that family, and I have much respect because when those bushes get on the plane, y'all, they don't, they don't act funny with us. They go underground. They check in under their maiden name. They let us take pictures with them. They're very nice to us. She could have rode on any plane she wanted to, but she rode on us. I have to give her some credit for some of the things that she did and for, and for the way she treated people as high up as she was. She was a first lady. She was the mother of another president. I have to give her that, that due. I, we I all under- have said some stuff, Jerome, I, I would like to, that we might not agree appreciate that was said. And I'm not going to rub anything she said under the carpet, but I will say she talked about white people just like she talked about black people. And I couldn't yeah. believe it. But they've been yeah, showing I, it on the previews, I, and I just couldn't believe it. But my heart go out to them, y'all, because, you know, they go to the baseball games, Jay. You see them on camera. They go to the baseball games, the football games. They be yeah. right out there with everybody yeah. else. They have never yeah. veered away from Houston people. They have just never right, look, veered away from us. All right, let me. All right, we're we're running out of time here. Uh, I want to try to wrap to this say, up here real thank quick. Y'all. Okay, no, no problem, sweetie. We love you so much. <laughs> take care. Take care. Uh, I see that uh, Jackie wants to get in. Jackie, I'll bring you in uh, on the second sec. Some of you want to make a comment about what's going on here, but we, we're definitely running out of time. Dr. Princess O.D., I got to give you thirty seconds, and we got to go. I just want to say that it is a blessing. Death is a blessing. 
and I would like that we, I'd like to see our aspects of Stay focused on what you, you, you gotta fix and, your and mic, sweetie. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're dealing with. You gotta fix it. I don't know if you're trying to talk to a Bluetooth or whatever. You I'm gotta fix what you're doing because. To, okay. Go ahead. Okay. I, I'm just gonna say that we. I, I I appreciate that we are taking time to speak in a positive light for her because death is beautiful and and with such a blessing taking place by her um, going back to her spirit self, her truth. And the legacy that she left here, apparently, um, it was one of love, and um, I, I, I'm appreciative of that. And I think that today, this is the focus. Barbara is the focus, not what we did with everybody else or the media did with everybody else. I would just, for me, I, I just like I'm to take the focus on on. On, all right, on all right. her. All right, on, on, on you can respond. Okay, we, we got to go, guys. You can respond on the other side. Well, Jerome, hold that till we get to the second segment. We're we're running behind time. Just hold it. We'll do it on the other side. All right, all right, listen. uh, In this week's, uh, in four minutes or less, uh, Craig Melvin interviews Robert De Niro and Jane uh, uh, Rosenthal. Now, if you're not aware, the Tribeca Film Festival is going on. And I tell you what, I want you to listen to uh, Robert De Niro and what Robert De Niro had to say about the current occupant. At 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. It's time for this week's In Four Minutes or Less. Uh, For the past 16 years, the Tribeca Film Festival has been bringing some of the most creative and provocative movies right here to New York City. This year, no different. The festival plans to highlight female filmmakers, star-studded panels, and some incredible documentaries as well. Oscar winner Robert De Niro and producer Jane Rosenthal co-founded the festival. Good morning to both of you. Good to see both of you. Good to see you again there, Mr. De Niro. Jane, let me start with you, though, because the, the, the highlight film this year, Gilda Radner, of course, SNL legend, famed comedian. Uh, tell us a little bit uh, more about this, this love, Gilda. Directed by a woman, too, right? Directed by Lisa DiPolitano uh, from CNN Films. Uh, Gilda was a trailblazer. She was one of the first women on uh, SNL, and uh, she did everything a little bit differently, created uh, characters that uh, are in our national conscious even today. 46% of the feature films at the festival this year directed by women. Is that right? That's right. Was that deliberate, or did it just happen to be that one? You know what? It was deliberate. But that said, this festival has always promoted women and, and underserved filmmakers, so it was a natural for us, and uh, we're very fortunate that these films are, are fantastic and would have been in the festival regardless of our mandate. Robert, every year the festival has some major reunions. A couple years ago I met you at the, uh, the Goodfellas reunion. What's the reunion this year? What are the reunions we could look forward to? Well, there's uh, uh, Scarface, uh, Pacino and uh, Brian De Palma and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, uh, the other the Stephen Bauer, Stephen Bauer who, uh, are going to be there. And what else we have? Uh, we have in the soup. In the soup. Two days ago, uh, you made some headlines. SNL. Mm-hmm. Robert Mueller. I think we I think we have a clip here to, to remind folks uh, what, what you look like here. How did this uh, How did this SNL cameo Saturday night come to be? 
Well, I, I, I was uh, talking to Lauren, and he said if there's anything you want to, um, uh, you know, anything you can think about that you play, I said, well, she said, so I spoke to my wife, and she said, why don't you play Muller? I told him, Muller, how about Muller? And uh, that's, how, that's how it came down. Is this going to become a recurring thing, or is this a, is this a one and done? I, I don't know. I hope there's a, a couple where I interrogate him, then I arrest him, and then I escort him to jail. You mean, you mean, you mean Trump? Yeah, 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 you think I mean? Well, I don't know. I'm just making sure. Clarify. No, not Cohen. Him too, but okay. Trump definitely, yes. <laughs> Can I make it any clearer? Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think you've made it quite clear over the past few months. You've, uh, you've, you've been, I, I won't say politically active, but I mean, you, you have been pointed in your criticism of this president, yes. your criticism of this administration uh, since he took office. Do you think that, that we're living in a time where it is imperative for everyone to be politically active? I have never been this active, but I, when I see what's going on with this guy, you have no choice but to be active. It's past the point of being passive. You have to, people have to speak out. They have to speak out over and over and over and over again. This guy, this administration is beyond belief. It has to stop. We end the festival this year with um, The Fourth Estate, which is Liz Garbus's documentary about embedded in, the, she's embedded in the New York Times. Um, during, you know, from the inauguration through the first hundred days, and how you cover a president who uh, is, has a total disrespect for the truth is kind of uh, the interesting point as uh, you watch this film. The Tribeca Film Festival, it's become one of the highlights of living here in New York City, Jane. Thank you. Robert De Niro, it's good to see you, sir. Thanks thank for you. your time as well. The 17th Annual Tribeca Film Festival kicking off today. It runs until April 29th. Hello today, fans. Thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe by clicking that button down there. And click on any of the videos over here to watch the latest interviews, show highlights, and digital exclusives. by the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, we thank the Today Show for that clip. All right, it is time for our, one of our favorite segments. New segment here uh, is uh, called Your Thoughts, Please. But we have a couple of housekeeping things we need to take care of first before we get into it. So let's do that first. Let's bring in our director of, of our social media outreach program, the one and only Jackie. Jackie, good morning. Welcome into the serious side. Good morning. How is everybody doing? Good morning. Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. Okay, first of all, just just I reiterate again that what I said in the chat room. Prayers going out to the Bush family uh, during their time of bereavement. Just much love and respect to just them losing their mother, their wife. Just on that front, you know, just prayers going out to them. Now. On the social media front, um, definitely uh, just encourage y'all to be part of social media. It will really be helpful to you during the week if you have any comments about so few stats of members. We have 234 members in our Facebook group because that's the longest group. And Instagram, we have 24 followers. And then Twitter, now my Twitterings. I need you to uh, speak up. 
It's two followers in there. <laughs> me and Saint Clinton. I need more than me and Saint Clinton in the group. Okay. Uh, these old people need to get right, out there. Shout, shout out to Saint Clinton because he's in the cat chat room. Thank you. But, uh, but shout out my my Twitterans. I, I need you to get on board. <laughs> okay. So this is a way for you to just compensate during the week because, like right now, we're on live. I'm going in chat room. You can call. You can. Follow Jay on his media pages and comments, but during the week, this is the opportunity for you to go over these topics again. So I welcome you to participate once again. If you would like to email, email us at SeriousSide at Outlook.com. Once again, SeriousSide at Outlook.com. And follow us on social media. And of course, all three pages have the same link handle. Facebook.com slash group, Twitter.com, Instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. And all of the links are in the chat room. So follow up and join us during the week and conversate. Well, thank you very much, Jack. I appreciate that. Very welcome. I don't know if Jay dropped out or, or what's going on. There you go, Jackie. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You old people need to step up. Like the lady said, get out there and tweet. Tweet, tweet, tweet. It's not too old. Come on now. Before you get out there and do it. Well, come on and do it. All right. Thank you so much, Jackie. All right. So listen, uh, let's. Uh, before we go any further, I know Jerome wanted to make a comment, but I want to read something here from our resident texter. Uh, Johnny D, and I'm going to want Jerome to, to, to respond to it because I know he wanted to respond to something that happened last time, but I think he wants to respond to this as well. And then we got you know, then we need to move on. So let me read what, what uh, Johnny D said. It says, Mr. Spree continues to demonstrate his lack of understanding for humanity. He is a racist and a poor example of a being. Tell me one that is perfect. And then it says, Take his mic. So, Jerome, I'm pretty sure you want to respond to that. And I'm going to give you the floor. Well, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, can you we hear can. Me? Okay. Yeah, we can. I, I, I dropped. I, I'm laughing because that's just damn stupid, for one. And, you know, having, having a, a perspective like our humanity in us has more to do with how we tell the truth than it has to do with making you feel comfortable. And so since you don't feel comfortable, it's just showing to me that you're not hearing what I'm saying, right? Our humanity is is well intact. So being racist is stupid. So the the problem that you're not getting or or the issue that you're not, not hearing is that, yes, she was in her 90s and everybody is redeemable and people who in their 20s don't act like they do in their 90s and that is all well and good. But when we start talking about legacy, we need to cover the full gamut of legacy and stop cherry-picking or nitpicking whatever it is that makes you feel comfortable. I'm not interested in you or making you feel comfortable. Or the fact that you may think that I may or may not be racist. That's your issue, right? So technically, if that is how you feel, it's just how you feel. Me pointing that out does not make me racist, right? I don't hate Barbara Bush. I don't like her because I don't know her. And... See, what I want to say to Vanessa, 
is that I respect what Vanessa's saying because Vanessa had interactions with, with them, right? And her respect is well appreciated and, and power to all of, to, to that. I'm not diminishing that. I respect that, right? People are nice to you as individuals, but they can have policies that are oppressive to everybody else on this planet. You cannot go through there and colonize and kill a bunch of people, for example, and then say, now we need to work together because I'm not the one that killed you. I'm just facilitating and being nice. If you know anything about the Bush family history and how they got wealth and where they came from, then you would be saying the same thing that I'm saying. But looking at her as an individual, that is all well and good. I don't know her. So I am not calling her names. I am just using her words to paint a picture. And that's the picture that I want to paint. All right, so it is time for this week's YTP. Your thoughts, please, when we try to knock out as many topics as we can in the short period of time that we have. And we have, you know, we jumped. <laughs> we have used a lot of time already, but that's what this show is all about. It's talk radio. It's all about opinions. It's all about everyone being heard. So with that being said, let's get to our first topic this morning. Online Radio Addict Best. I first saw it on Friday. I couldn't believe it. I was I was sick to my stomach. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. Uh, this is the antithesis of the values and culture of everything Starbucks stands for. It stands for yeah. you founded this company to foster human experience. Yes. So this was an anathema to me. However, uh, it's undeniable when you look at the tape that we are responsible, that I personally am responsible, and we need to address it with transparency and honesty. And we. We all got on a plane and came to Philadelphia. When you say we all, who is that? Kevin Johnson, myself. Your senior team. Yeah, the senior team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think this was a galvanizing moment for the entire company. We have issues in our company that we need to recognize. And in recognizing that, we decided we're going to close every single store at great expense for retraining. But it won't, won't stop there. We have been on a journey to talk about race in America. It's a very difficult subject. Yes. Race, talking about race makes people very uncomfortable, Howard. But you say, let's go there. I, I think you know, the country has systemic issues. Certainly, there's a great divide in the country. There's, there's a great divide around race in America. I'm not saying that Starbucks in any way has an anecdote to fix it, but perhaps we can use this moment as a healing moment for our company. And in doing so, given the fact that we serve so many millions of people and employ hundreds of thousands of people, we, we can use this as an opportunity to educate. You just said when you looked at online radio at its best. All right, so, all right, that was the situation this past week. That was uh, the Starbucks CEO named Howard Schultz. Uh, immediately when this arrest of these two African-American men took place, he jumped on a plane and met with these individuals in person. And, you know, the bottom line is, Mr. Elias, when you go back and look at that tape of what happened, keep in mind, the person who actually took that tape, who recorded it, was a young white lady. And she went on one of the talk shows and said that this is ridiculous. They were there minding their business. She said, look, I was sitting there. I hadn't purchased anything. But she said they were singled out because they were black. She said, this doesn't make sense for this to exist in our society. And the business partner that they were waiting to meet, Mr. Elias, was a white guy. And he's on tape saying, why are they being arrested? This is discrimination. This is discrimination. This is discrimination. Your thoughts on what happened in Starbucks, are they making the right moves to try to combat this situation? Because they're closing down 
all of their stores nationwide for a half a day, which is going to cost them millions and millions and millions of dollars. But according to the CEO, I don't care because the bottom line is, is that we have to stop this. Your thoughts, please. Well, you know, some man, me being a cynical person that I am, I, I, I think of different ways. Look, the bottom line is, did you, did you see the other video where the guy was in California and he wanted to use the bathroom and they told him, no, you got to buy something. But yet they gave the code to the white kid to go to the bathroom to use. Look, this ain't just starting to happen. This has been happening a long time. And maybe Starbucks is scared of a lawsuit. Maybe that's what they're more scared of than losing the million dollars and, and, and whatever it takes, man. You know, I... I but let me push back on this, Mr. Elias, because if they're concerned about a lawsuit and losing money, they're losing millions of dollars for shutting their stores down. And I think okay. this is where people kind of look at, hold up, this is why I think people look at us in a different light. The bottom line is, is that, once again, a young white lady took the video. There were white people in there protesting. The next day, there were young white kids in that store holding up signs saying, right. Black Lives Matter, this is ridiculous. And I think that we have to stop sitting here acting like that every white person is the enemy. I never That's said right. they were the enemy. Nobody said what that. You, what, did you, what did you hear me say they were the enemy? I just said no, that. No, no, but I'm, no, no, what I'm saying to you is that you're saying that you, you said, oh, I'm skeptical, that, you know, they're worried about a lawsuit. Hell, what, hell what, if, they're losing if it's going all, all, over, if it's doing all over the country and the only, the only time it's been brought to light is now because the video has been taken? Really? No. It, or see, what see, what happened if that video hadn't been taken? Come on, but man, Mr. Elias, Mr. Elias, Mr. Elias, do we have to, can we, where's the positive, listen. Where's the we positive? Cannot. Not this is, the this positive is something, this is something, this is something, right. guess what, what? and guess what, fitness? there's been, what okay, but guess fitness? what, but guess what, there's on, been videos man. taken Stop. all the time, there's been Stop. videos taken all the time, Stop. and people have not stood up, people have taken videos all the time, and they haven't stood up, he stood up, can we give him credit? Can we say okay, something nice here? Here, you know what? I'm, I mean, I'm okay. looking at him as a oh, businessman. Come on. Right, and, oh, and it was just right together, but we can't talk. Hey guys, we can all see this. Can I please say together. something? Okay, Jay, can I please say something? Please. Oh, God, please. I just want to say this. Yeah, really. Uh, no, I'm not done <laughs> because this is the thing. <laughs> I'm not done. Love you, Miss well, Elias, but I'm going to tell you something. Right now, this is something. Okay. What what I feel that you are responding to is the 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 anguish, the anger from all from what everybody else has done, from what everybody else has done. This gentleman here did not have to do a darn thing. He doesn't right. have to he shut down Starbucks. He doesn't have to and he doesn't have to shut down Starbucks. To, he does not have to. He does not Come have on. to. And just because that young lady did what she did, they, he could have very well just said, okay, well, I'm not responsible for that. She's going to get fired, and that's mm-hmm. that. He didn't have but to go to be, the length in which he is going. He's going to be responsible because they're going to sue Starbucks. So what? Yes, and, he, and you I'm think he doesn't stopped. know that? And do you? And he I said, mean, he's I, I did listen to that interview. I listened to his first interview on This Morning America, and you know what he said? Okay, I want to finish that, my statement. No, 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 let me, I got to jump in. I want to finish. It's only, it's a limited, it's a limited segment. I want to hear from Jerome on this before we move to the next one. Jerome, your thoughts, please. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Okay, first of all, let me just say, you know, LES is right. So I just want to say that for for the record, and just to understand, just to, just to understand what is, what is going on here, is that businesses are only in in business to do business, right? And so Starbucks policy is to make sure that it is a place that people can meet and gather. It's kind of what their bottom line is. So his concern was only the fact that it was going to cut off their money by excluding black folks, right? So when he came out and said he thinks the white woman feels some kind of way and that he should meet, they should meet with the two black men that was there is where he crossed they, the line. They fired her. She's fired. No, no. no. They said they she's said, removed yes, she is. from Starbucks. Listen, Jay, what, what did they say? They said that she she's has been fired. removed from Starbucks. They said it was mutually decided. Whatever they did, we don't know if they gave her uh, a bonus to move her out, to do whatever. We don't know. Because they didn't say she was fired. Oh my God. They didn't say oh she was God. fired. They said the it. Money. Okay, okay. Listen, Dr. Crystal, the damage that she has caused the corporation just as a business owner, I'm telling you that, one thing. The damage that she caused the. That's not the, true. The, the I don't know why you're defending them. Okay, okay, okay. I'm defending them because, because, because you know what? Okay, I'm cutting mics off. I'm cutting mics off. We're going to the next topic. No, no, no. I just finished my statement. She. She right, interrupted 20, 20 me. Seconds, sir. Go ahead. Okay. So, so since there was other, since there was another um, film that popped up in California around the same time that this happened, mm-hmm. it shows kind of a, a systemic Starbucks issue that they need to train yes. people because the managers are liable. Okay. Like they're not just employees; they are actually corporately right. responsible. So Starbucks is responsible for any punitive damages caused, and the punitive damages to those two young men can bring them in millions of dollars. But to their um, um, credit, they just said, we want to work on this. Where I think that they need to be hitting the pocketbook to make sure that they are understanding that you cannot discriminate, because that's what they yep. did. Okay, we, we got to move on. We, we, are, we are way against it. All right, uh, next topic, please. Wow. Online radio at its best. After arranging for Colin Kaepernick to work out for the Seahawks this week, Seattle postponed the trip when the quarterback declined to say whether he would stop kneeling during the national anthem next season. Now, a league source told our Adam Schefter, meanwhile, Seattle has signed quarterback Stephen Morris, who was cut by the Redskins to be clear, since parting ways with the 49ers in early 2017, Cap never has said publicly if he will stand or kneel for the anthem if another NFL team signs him. Online radio at its best. All right, so this is the continuing saga of Colin Kaepernick. You know, I, I used to like the Seahawks, but after reading this story, uh, I would not root for the Seahawks ever again. Because you know what I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you something else too. I'm starting to feel that way about Texas. I'm starting to feel that way about both Texas teams. Because the bottom line is, is that what they're doing to this young man is ridiculous. And I can see why people are so riled up about racism and how things work in our country. This is all about protecting a business interest. They've made this something that it's not. And it really upsets me when I think about how this young man is being blackballed. They signed a guy, Mr. Elias, that sucks. 
He hasn't thrown hardly no passes in the NFL. He's been cut by team after team. So you're trying to tell me that if you if you are the Seattle Seahawks, if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, you should be pissed off this morning. Because the bottom line is they're not trying to improve the team. How are you going to put somebody behind an offensive line that sucks? Russell Wilson can get hurt at any moment. You have a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback sitting out there, all because he's trying to take a social stand against something that is not right. You won't sign him because you're worried about hitting your pockets. It's unbelievable. It's unacceptable. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm no longer a Seahawks fan. Mr. Elias, your thoughts, please. Well, I'm going to defer mine to, to Dr. Prince Odeya since she wants to talk about football and all. So go ahead, Dr. Odeya. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. You know I what? know nothing about football. Because you know okay, I know well nothing sh- about football. I'm no, a guy about 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 I, I am a ride or die. I admit, I admit to be a ride or die. Oh uh, uh, not, not a ride or die. I'm a fair-weathered uh, supporter of football when the Super Bowl come on. Whoever's um, in oh. the run, I pick at that time. Okay? So thank you very much. Okay, well, and you know well, that. Well, then, then, Okay, well then, look, look man, they've been doing this for a long time. Let her have the floor. If you let her have the floor, well, she just, said, she she just got done with her. First of all, now, now, okay. I am, I am opposed of any type of racism, and if someone is appalled of something, now, just to tell you, based on this knowledge this morning, no, I would not be a Seahawks fan. I'm not now. Okay, not that I was in the beginning, but for sure, if it comes down to it, I won't be voting for them. So there you go. There you go. Don't ask all right. me. I don't know right. too much about all it. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Jerome, this, this, is, uh, this is a systemic problem with, with what's going on here with this league. And the bottom line is, is that Donald Trump is the reason why this is going on. They've turned this into a situation where now it's black players who are not respecting the American flag. Your thoughts, please. Well, you know, it's... Um I don't know. It's one of those things where when you go on a job, for someone to say, um, what are you going to do outside of this, outside of work, or what are you going to do outside of your scope of being an athlete, it's kind of wrong. But at the same time, you know, if I was Colin Kaepernick and somebody interviewed me and say, hey, are you going to kneel at any games? And I'd say, no, as long as there's no more police shootings. Work that out in your head. And the NBA did the same thing, though. So what's the difference? Right. But, you know, and, and, and in the same respect, you know, LeBron and those guys figured out that they still have a voice and don't ask him no questions at no press conference. So you can say you can't do that while, while you're on the field, but right off of the field when they go in the locker room, um, I think the, the Wizards, their owner, is like, look, we know the other stuff going on in the world. They let John Wall and those guys say whatever they want to. They let them talk about Black Lives Matter. They they don't care because on the court, they're just doing their job. But when they get off on their own free time, even with a uniform on, they still can say, hey, you, you are free to be a human being. And that is what people like to really reduce athletes to, to not be human beings unless it's convenient for them to say, why don't y'all do something in your communities? It's like, oh, now you want me to do something. But while I'm here, you don't want me to say anything. So, you know, I, I have no words for any of them. Yeah. All right, folks, that's this week's edition of uh, YTP, your thoughts, please. Uh, we'll be back on the other side after we take a short break. Uh, you listen to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. We'll be right back after this, folks.
is a message for all you teenagers out there who are thinking of becoming babysitters. Go online and take the Babysitting Basics course offered by the Red Cross. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the bandages? You learn how to handle situations like this? It should have never come to this. More importantly, how to avoid them. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the fire extinguisher? This is Kathleen's. Please, I'm begging you, take the course. She had to go to the store. I guess I'll be okay. You'll learn how to take care of kids, even the infants. This is not how mom does it. Cat food. I'm begging you. Please. Go online and take this course. The Red Cross offers classes that teach the basics of babysitting. In just a few hours, you'll learn how to handle an emergency. The basics of child care and how to talk to the parents if something should go wrong. Take the course. Go to redcross.org slash babysitting and register today.
No, he's tweeted at me probably 50 times. I've been gone for a year. I'm like a breakup he can't get over. He wakes up in the morning. The leadership style is actually strikingly similar. And when this first popped in my head, I pushed it away because I thought that's way too dramatic. How could that comparison be apt? And I don't mean it in the sense that Donald Trump is out breaking legs or shaking down shopkeepers. I mean it in the sense that he leads. It's all about the boss. Welcome back in. 347 is our call-in number. Welcome into the Serious Side third and final set. Let's say good morning to our panelists as we do every Sunday. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Dr. Princess Odia. Good morning. How are you, Doc? I'm amazing. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. To the smartest man in the world and one and only Mr. Jerome Spree. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm good. And, of course, the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Mr. L.E.S., can we say hello to some people in the chat, if you don't mind? Yeah, we had Rich Sister in there. We got uh, Covina Man, St. Clinton, and Mystical Christianity is in there. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to the guests. Good morning. All right, good morning to the pastor. He's in the house. Andrew's in the house as well. Got by the name of Mike's in the house. Uh, Is it Matilda? Am I saying that correctly? Good morning. Welcome into the show. Uh, Also, good morning to another brother named Jerome. All right, that's a pretty cool name. I like that. Christian's in the house. Al, Rebe, a lot of, oh, Brad, a lot of people in the house. Thank you so much for listening to us, 347-850-1272. All right, unless you've been living under a rock for the past two weeks, everyone knows that the James Comey book is out. The memos are are out. He's doing the book tour. He is really out there saying things and doing things. That has really gotten under the president's skin. So the question this morning is, is this the right approach? I'm listening to a lot of legal people, a lot of legal pundits on TV, and they're saying, wait a minute, Comey may be jeopardizing the investigation because now he has a book out there that attorneys on the other side can really hold his feet to the fire on. They can say, wait a minute, okay, here's what you said, here's the record. Some of the things he said in, in the book, uh, if you read some of the passages, uh, are to me a little bit um, tacky, you know, talking about Orange and looks like he, you know, I, it just seems to me that if you want to go after this man, don't don't wallow around in the mud with him. Just, just stick to the facts, stick to the facts and do what you have to do. But I wasn't fired by the guy. I wasn't humiliated nationally by the guy. So there may be some feelings there that, uh, that were... Uh, that were st- you know some egos that were bruised and some feelings that were hurt. So I'm not saying I wouldn't respond in, in the same way. So when we look at this, Jerome, let me, let me start with you. Um, when we look at uh, Tommy's book, first of all, do you think that his book is going to do anything that's going to compromise the investigation that Robert Mueller has going on or the investigation that's going on with with Cone in New York? Do you think that this book will? Camper or compromise any two of those, any one of those uh, uh, investigations? No, I, I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Okay. I mean, why not? do you want me to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you why. Okay. Well, it's because I think there's so much um, 
there's so much evidence that he's just it's just kind of like just living breadcrumbs. So if, if he's saying I think they're doing something that is unethical and they find something unethical, you can't say well they were tainted by by um, Comey, right? You can't say if it's something there, there's something there. If there's not, there isn't. So what he's saying and how he felt and what he thought, even if you know it's not evidence of collusion. What will be evidence of collusion is the guy who we appointed in the Southern District, for example, which has Cohen in court right now, if he does anything to hinder that investigation, because it will just show a pattern. So even if you throw Comey's testimony out, you'll see other patterns of him, of him tampering inside of departments, which you're not supposed to do. So the, the part of, of tampering and covering up has been going on in plain sight to everybody, and I don't think the, the um, Comey book is going to even touch on that. As far as the Russian stuff is concerned, they've already indicted 13 Russians. They're already Carter Page and um, Flynn and the other guys who are actually um, cooperating are already proving that point. It's not going to even come from anything that comes from um, Comey anymore because they have enough people who already turned state's evidence or who, who's already cooperated that I think they have probably have enough information. So it's like saying, you know, are you successful when you um, have one sandwich or ten? Like, are you still going to be hungry? One sandwich is eating. So you only need one sandwich to convict this fool, and so you don't really need to have 20 sandwiches to say, you know what, this makes a meal. Whatever makes you, you know what I mean? Whatever gets the job done gets the job done. You don't need a, a preponderance of other evidence. Even if you subtract what Comey is saying, there's so much more evidence out there. I think they won't even have a problem. Hmm. What about you, Mr. Elias? No, I, I, you know, some I've watched some of his interviews uh, on Rachel. I watched his interview on Rachel Maddow and some other ones. Hmm. And he's not hmm. whatever he's saying in that book is whatever he's saying. And then, and then here is the here's the bad part of it. Hell, as soon as the Senate got. Uh, Got got his uh, the memos. They leaked them like forty minutes later. Yeah, mm-hmm. they leaked them forty minutes later. So who's trying to hurt what and who's trying to do what? I mean, this man is telling you about the, your president and how he felt and how he feels about it. What is he doing? What is he saying that's untrue in this book? So if he's telling the truth about the president about, about the guy that we call our president, I don't see how it's going. I don't see why. People are saying that hell. They they tried to sue him. The, the RNC tried to sue him or try to put damaging out, uh, things out against him. And he's a he's a Republican. I don't get this. Why, why can't they just stand up uh, straight up and tell the truth? What's going on? Why why are they protecting this guy so tough? Why? You know, Doctor Prince Odi, are you concerned that this president is setting a precedent? Where it's going to do damage for the presidency for a long time because now you have Congress, inter- in, you know, this whole thing like they talked when Mr. Elias mentioned about the memos being leaked to uh, Congress. I mean, and then Congress leaks this information. First of all, Congress had no business subpoena, uh, putting a subpoena out for that information. I, I think it was just totally bogus. And, you know, new, what is it, Nunes? This guy is still involved in this, even though he supposedly recused himself uh, at the very beginning. These guys are nothing but Trump soldiers and lieutenants trying to carry his water 
for a man who has no loyalty to them whatsoever. It is amazing. And so do you think that what is going on right now is setting just a precedence for the presidency of the United States that would do harm to that position in years to come? No, I think that it won't do harm. I think that what it's going to do is cause for more people to vote. And I believe that, I mean, I'm, I'm trusting that envisioning definitely have a positive impact um, in the future. I mean, we have something to compare to think about. Uh, President Barack Obama. Um, you, you are, I mean, once again, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's, oh, okay. you're, you're you got to fix that, Dr. Prince. Okay, just like President Barack Obama, when he was president, people hated him and, and all of this. You had a group of people that did. I believe that those people, now that they have something worse to compare it to, I believe that they even, those people, will take and, and have a, a new consideration, a new perspective about presidency and what matters. What President Barack Obama did for us as an American people and for the world was to introduce the idea of people, that the people mattered. And he stayed true to that throughout his entire tenure, that people mattered. And with that, he had he attained great success in his, um, in his tenure. Now we have this person here who is, He's not even on. The, he doesn't know anything about politics, and and he's definitely not for the people. And they are seeing that they have some things to compare to. They have him, who has no knowledge, and he's just he's a he's mental. He's a narcissistic, and he's had he has mental issues. And then you have even prior to President Barack Obama, they had the presidents that ran and they were interested in the politics and they were focused only on the politics. And it was this Democrat against Republican and that was the focus. And then now you have a comparable. I believe that now that all things on the table given, I believe that people will now pay more attention and will fight more in terms of their rights and legislative, legislatively get involved. So, no, I don't believe that he's going to, that he, he can. I wouldn't even give him that much power. Um, <laughs> he doesn't, that much credit for even having the ability to do that. I believe that now that, you know, I, 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 wrote, this, I wrote this quote not long ago, that you cannot, how can you, say that you've had best if you've never had better. I believe now all they have a few things to compare to, all things that would be options, and I believe that the American people now will stand up and, and vote and get involved. Three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. Um you know what about let, let's talk about the the attorney in New York. Uh reports are saying that this guy may flip, Jerome, and you're watching the president. I mean, this guy is letting tweets go, you know, about a minute. I mean, when you read some of this stuff, he sounds like a guilty man. And so this guy is genuinely concerned about where this is going to go. Because when they raided the hotel room, the house, the office, 
you know, reports are when they knocked on the door and the guy answered the phone, answered the door, they took his cell phone out of his hands. They have dirt on this man. And I tell you, the president of the United States is worried. And Jerome, should he be worried based on what we what we're hearing in the press so far? Did we lose Jerome? No, we still got him. No, I'm, st- I'm right. sorry. Um, yes, yeah, he should be worried. Cohen is a guy who apparently has, you know, been in between all of the payoffs that he has, has some business interests with Trump, and that's the bigger part of the story is that when Cohen is doing something illegal on the business side, it probably means that Trump's in some of those illegal business dealings. People are trying to equate that to the Russian probe where he actually, they found out that he was in Prague when he said he wasn't there in August. So um, to find out that he was lying and he was actually meeting with Russians during election time and that he was Trump's boy is a whole nother ball game. So he's worried about it on that front, on the collusion side, but he has to be worried on the business side as well, because once they get Cohen for tax fraud, his taxes are going to be somehow entangled with some money that's probably been going to Trump. So he, there's a lot of areas that he should be worried in, and mainly um, there's been reports that he always treated Cohen bad anyway. So he's not going to risk going to jail for like, you know, 15, 30 years or something like that for Trump if it push comes to shove. They say that, hey, you know what? We'll reduce your sentence, but you need to give us some information on the Russian stuff. Cohen is probably going to give it to him, although his case has nothing, um, is not the primary issue of the Russian stuff. It's probably more tax-related and business-related. But, you know, just like all informants, I will let you off this traffic ticket if you tell us who murdered somebody else. So they're probably going to use whatever charges that he has to give him an, an option to reduce his sentence or whatever to give up some information, and he's worried that they will do that. So they should be worried. I think so. I think he should be very worried. So now I'll go back to the question that I always ask every now and then. Do you think he's going to last his full term? Jerome. You're asking me that. Uh, Oh, you know, I didn't think he would. I didn't think he would, but, you know, the Republicans are obstructing long enough that at least gets him to the midterm. But I don't think he's going to make it. I think at some point he's going to end up resigning. And, um, you know, Mike Pence is just going to have a Democratic um, he's, Congress and Senate. Well, well but, but the good news is, is that that guy with a Democratic Congress, um, the Senate and Congress, won't be as damaging. Now, the departments are still going to be bad for the rest of us, for what the Justice Department is doing for what, yep. you know, EPA is doing, all that stuff. It's not going to get any better as long as any of those fools are in there. But to my wish, I hope that, um, you know, he goes out with him. I don't know. now, So that's a, that's highly unlikely, but, you know, he's kind of complicit into what was going on as well. And some congressmen. You know what would be interesting to me is not only that since they won't press charges against Trump, that when they finally do – find the collusion, that they take Nunes with them, they take um, Sessions with them, and they take all of those people 
who colluded to stop that investigation. They're trying to, imp- to suppress that investigation, and they need to take them with them. Because just like in, in Nixon, you know, his attorney general went to jail. That's why um, Sessions is saying he's going to quit if he fires Rosenstein. Because if he goes along with the firing of Rosenstein that gets rid of the special counsel, Sessions will be complicit. So that's why he threatened to fire, uh, um, threatened to quit last week if they fire Rosenstein, because he is going to quit. Sessions does not want to go to jail. And this has happened before, that the Attorney General has gone to jail. Well, okay. Um, You know what really concerns me uh, here, and I'm switching topics just a little bit, but it's all within the same uh, subject matter, per se, Ms. Delias, how people are holding up uh, uh, Nikki Haley, uh, as this, uh, she's this prominent person. She's strong. She's witty. She's blah 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 blah. A part of me makes a part of me is nervous that she could challenge Trump for the Republican nomination. It could possibly win. Depends on who the Democrat is running against him. You know, are you, are you just saying to, to take over the nomination? Yeah, yeah, she probably could. I mean, come on, let's just be honest. People are um, at that point where they're just tired of Trump, man. They're getting it. Yeah, but, I, you know, but they're tired I, I, of I Trump. Hear, but, I hear a lot of buyer's remorse, man. I hear a lot of buyer's remorse yeah. now. But see, here's why this scares me, uh, Dr. Princess Odea. It scares me because this time, here's another woman running. And women can say, you know what, we messed up last time and, 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 and you know, and voted for Trump. We're not going to mess up this time. We're going to vote for her overwhelmingly. And listen, has she done some good things? She took down the statues um, in, in South Carolina. You know, good for you. <laughs> She's still a Republican. She is still a Republican, which most of their agenda, in my opinion, is not in the best interest for people of color and poor folks. So that's what makes me more nervous than anything, that she may run against them. And people, because she makes some tough speeches at the U.N., oh, she has her stuff together. We're so quick to judge folks on what they say in public. Oh, they, you know, ooh, she's tough, she's this, she's that. What amazes me the most about this whole administration is that you have these warmongers, these warhawks. You look at that guy, uh, Baum. That guy didn't yeah. want to serve. He never served. You look at Trump. He never served. These are folks who try to get out of serving. And the bottom line is they're so quick to put other folks, sons and daughters, in harm's way. It's unbelievable, man, what's going on right now. Unbelievable. Well, like I said, I, I just, you know, I, I think that people will make a different choice. I don't think... I don't think after what we've experienced with Trump, people will sit up and make the same mistake of not voting, of just saying, well, forget it because these are the people on the ballot. I'm just not going to do anything. I believe that people will stand up. I, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that someone comes forward who is actually qualified and and I, I, I just I don't believe the American people are just going to fall for the rhetoric fall for someone just making they fell for it before. Yeah, I know they fell for it before, but look at what ha- well look at what happened, and he has definitely. I mean, he has he has put a whooping on the American people. He has put a whooping on this country. 
And I believe that people are are tired of him and they're tired of the BS. So let's let's just <laughs> remain hopeful that people will definitely stand up and not make the same mistake again. All right, let, let me ask you a quick question. Uh, let, let me I'm going to ask each of you guys. I'm going to start with you, Jerome. Donald Trump, and I want you to finish the sentence. Donald Trump will be reelected if what? If they don't let people vote. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and if he's not in jail, I don't know how to put those two together. If he's not in jail and they don't let people vote, he'll be there. Oh man, that's a good. One. What about you? Uh, what about you, uh, Doctor Crystal? Do you finish the sentence? Donald Trump will be reelected. Blank. Well, I, I, I'm going to have to concur with that. That if Donald Trump will be reelected if we sit back and not vote and not get involved. All right, Mr. Elias, I want you to finish this sentence. Donald Trump will win the presidency if the Democratic nominee is blank. Hmm. Wow. Hell, Hillary Clinton, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, wow, I don't... Uh, do, you, do you think... Let me ask you a question. Do you think she would honestly consider running again? Maybe. I don't see why not. Really? I don't see why not. What about you, Jerome? Do you think she would run again? Do I think who would? Hillary? Hillary, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that, okay, her run, yeah, her running this time was a stretch. But now, you yeah. know, unless, you, unless you're uh, glutton for punishment, then technically I can't say that she's that much of an egomaniac. Could be kind of close, but I don't think that she would. I don't think she would do that. People have spoken. She had no real challenge on the Democratic side. I mean, she did have challenge, but not really. And they ran a horrible campaign. And and she lost to a horrible candidate. So for her to see that and then say, wouldn't we have to have a more confident Republican candidate to win? Like, I don't think that's possible to get somebody worse than Trump as a candidate. I don't know what you can do. Well, I keep hearing that Ted Cruz is going to lose. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Take. Yeah. Because you have to think of what the climate is out there now. The climate is bad for Republicans. They're, that's why they're jumping ship. What is it like? There's something like close to forty something people who already, or sixty maybe, that said they ain't running for re-election. They're dropping like yeah. flies for good yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're running from it. They are running, and they don't want no parts of it. And I, every, every, every time you look up, like, Paul Ryan, I don't, want to, I don't want to run again. I'm like, okay, why don't you want to run again? You know? Right. Because like, you got enough money out of, out of the deal? Right. Is that and what I, it is? I, I was going to save this for the news, but, you know, Mitt Romney just got the um, someone yeah. else in Utah got the nomination for the mm-hmm. doggone, right? So even the mainstream Republicans, they can't. They ha- they're having problems over there, more than anybody can see. You can say what you want about Democrats. Republicans have no standing 
not even amongst mm-hmm. their own people because they know that they can't sell them. And you also have to make a note that it is white females that actually created this trust issue. And once they pendulum swing back, which none of them with all of these movements going on, none of them are trying to hear Republicans now. White mm-hmm. women are their problem, not anybody else. They're having well, problems all over the place. And that's why I think that Trump has, a very, if, if they don't get him with this impeachment, I, I really and truly believe that this guy can win again. I, I really believe that. I, don't I, I really so. believe. I think so. I, I think so. That makes me nervous. I think that they do not get him on impeachment. I think he can win again. I really do. Because I don't think nope. people are so excited about excited about uh, uh, um, uh, Senator Warren. I don't think people are excited about her, right? I don't think people people may be excited about Joe Biden, but there are a lot of people, a lot of whispers on this side of the fence that talks about he's too old, right? I yeah, mean, but, so you have Camilla, Camilla the, Harris. I don't I don't think people that, are excited about her. Yeah, so that's coming from the Democratic side, though. So you have to see how conservative right. inside the Democratic Party is that they're going to fight uh-huh. always to keep certain people out. I don't think Camilla Harris can win. So, And I no. like her. I would vote for her, but I don't think she can win. So they're worried about getting somebody so. at the top of the ticket that can actually win. And if they were smart, they would have put Joe Biden in the race the first time. But he was, mo- he was moved out because we have this fantasy land thing of if a black person can be president, now it's time for a woman. That whole thing that doesn't even play itself out. So, you know, we have to kind of get realistic and um, understand that behind or, or inside baseball is what they call it in politics, but the behind-the-scenes politics are very different than what people will actually do out in the front, out in the streets is how we like to say that. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks. Well, the conversation part of this show has now come to a close. Coming up next, Chatterbox. And on a need-to-know basis with Jerome Spring. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere.
right, folks, it is time for uh, Chatterbox Final Thoughts from the chat room and from uh, the worldwide web. Mr. LES Man, what do you have, sir? Uh, I got Rich Sister when she says, prayers go out for the Bush family during that time of bereavement. And I got St. Clinton saying Donald Trump will be reelected if it's Jerome is his if it's his opponent. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me read one from our uh, official resident texter, Johnny D. His final thoughts. We as African Americans cannot continue to generalize and condemn all Caucasians or any other nationality of people. The people deserving of condemnation are the non-believers. Truth being, Caucasians as well as other nationalities which happen to be God-fearing people have aided in the causes of the plight of African Americans, blacks, Negroes, Negroids, colored, Moors, Africans. However, in turn, the aftermission have utilized the principles of the Conjugula. I think I messed that up. And uh, to lift generations of African Americans to achieve our purpose of as the chosen people. With all manners of discrimination and challenges we as a people face daily, we have to continue to move forward towards our God, which are in heaven. Starbucks and other companies should be more like Chick-fil-A, which prides itself on Christian-based customer service approach. Colin Kaepernick should play football and not cause his teammates to account for his actions. Comey is an opportunist taking advantage of the criminal justice system, and Trump will never be reelected. All right, let me read something from Mike from Miami. Florida, he says, I am a Jerome fanboy. Jay, with all due respect, I love when he zaps you for always sticking up for the other side. Mike, that's not true, but whatever. But in this case, <laughs> it, but in the case of Miss Bush, I disagree with Jerome. I agree with his points, but he should show more humanity in this case. Madeline from Portland, Oregon, a co-worker of mine, recommended your podcast to me. Uh, this is my first time listening to your show, and it will be my last. Oh, instead of being informed about issues pertaining to my people and our race, I hear a bunch of people arguing and talking over each other in a very unprofessional way. Maybe I tuned in on the wrong day, but nevertheless, professional journalism is twenty four seven is a twenty four seven three sixty five day a year job. Well, thanks, Madeline. Pastor. Stephen Jones from Richmond, Texas. I do not agree with the politics of the Bushes, but I do pray for the healing for this family. Losing the rock of any family is difficult no matter what your social, financial, or political status is. Some of the back and forth that occurred earlier in the show was a, a bit obsessive. You guys are better than that. Continue to pray for those who are less fortunate than us. Wow, some harsh comments this morning from the game. And on that note, you know what time it is. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegedly 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 do you want our first story, I was, well, I guess I should still do it, the embarrassment of Mitt Romney. He failed to secure the GOP nomination and will now head yep. to a primary in June. So <laughs> he, faced, he faced his setback to replace uh, Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah, and uh, the Republican nominee became Mike Kennedy. Um, he, he didn't make it. 
I don't know what that says because I don't know anything about Mike Kennedy's politics. But anyway, we're gonna watch this go down. And remember, um, I guess his his cousin or something runs the GOP, the head of the G- GOP nationally, and mm. she dropped Romney from her name because Trump didn't like it. Wow. Yeah. So it was Romney something, and she doesn't call herself Romney anymore. They got problems. I just want to say that. All right. Do not eat romaine lettuce, according to the CDC. And an expert explains why the fields uh, where the leafy green is grown in the winter could be contaminated with E. coli for years. So E. coli infections um, trace to romaine lettuce in Yuma, Arizona, where 90% of the winter greens are grown have thickened 53 people. And one expert say that it may be years before that ground is safe again. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Uma, Arizona. Junk food linked to arthritis is inside of a new study. The bugs in your gut can be to blame for joint pain is what researchers have said. Uh, research from the University of Rochester Medical Center suggests that junk food worsens symptoms and balances and, and balancing gut bacteria with uh, probiotic supplement to reverse those symptoms. So be careful on junk food, I guess is what they're saying. Uh, NASA will have a space station in orbit um, by 2025 around the moon. They want it to be an outpost to Mars. Hmm. Okay, I don't know where to go with that story. Here we really? go. All right, so just in case something happened to Bill Gates since we... Um, just had this story since we just talked about Barbara Bush and everybody seems to be really upset because she passed and people are bringing out stuff that she actually said. Um, Bill Gates is backing a $1 billion plan to cover the earth in a Big Brother style satellite. Um, satellites to um, capable, capable of streaming live and unfiltered HD footage around the planet. Hmm. So Bill Gates says his is Washington based Earth Earth Now, a startup plans to large launch five hundred satellites to cover the Earth's atmosphere in real time in video surveillance. Now Bill Gates also with the with the World Health Organization um, put in bacteria in Kenya that sterilized almost four hundred I'm sorry, five hundred thousand women in Kenya. So when Bill gets something happened to Bill Gates, don't tell me how good Windows is. Because I use Windows. And I like it. <laughs> Bill Gates is doing some other stuff that somebody needs to talk talk about. And speaking of philanthropy, Mark Zuckerberg told Congress that he's working with the Mueller investigation as lawmakers demand answers on how Cambridge Analytica got access to 87 million users' data. Then he says he doesn't want to reveal anything confidential. Now, at the same time, Facebook plans to bring back facial recognition in Europe and Canada, despite promising regulators he would drop that technology over privacy concerns. And the facial scan tool that was suspended in Europe in 2012 still lives in the U.S. and other regions around the world. Hmm. So, again, something happened to Zuckerberg. I might tell this story, too. Just be prepared. <laughs> All right. U.S. federal A U.S. federal judge in California ruled that Facebook will have to face a class action suit 
over allegations that it violated um, users' privacy by using that facial recognition software to generate tags in photos. You can receive probably up to $5,000 per photo, according to this ruling that they made in California. Mm. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how, how long it takes for them to appeal that ruling. <laughs> really? Um, it's going down. All right. Facebook is still running um, advertising for um, major companies on um, their um, disturbing videos promoting Nazism and pedophilia. And despite claims that it has improved its modern efforts, more than 300 companies and organizations, including Adidas, Amazon, Netflix, ran advertisements along offensive content of YouTube. Mm. YouTube, YouTube better clean it up. Really? Now, since I have not heard much of this in the news of Beyonce's re, um, performance in Coachella, you know, she made history with that performance at that Coachella um, Festival in California last week. She also was the first black woman to headline the event. And uh, she performed there before. But her show brought views up 75% compared to Lady Gaga's last year appearance. She's got 75%. So her first her first live performance, you know, um, attracted... 458,000 simultaneous users on YouTube last Saturday. It broke the record for the most views of a single performance in the history of the festival. Wow. Now, now here, here's, the, here's the interesting part of Beyonce's performance. If, you've seen, if you have not seen it, go see it. It was almost um, the life experience of, uh, what's the TV show, A Different World? Like mm-hmm. the bands that they use, HBCU style bands and choreography and all of that stuff was in effect. Beyonce's mother reportedly said that she told Beyonce not to do that because her audience wouldn't understand. And her mother then said that she was wrong in saying mm-hmm. that she should have done it. She, she didn't think it was going to play well having, all, having 100 black people on stage stage <laughs> but, wow. but her, her mother also said that um, Beyonce told her that when she was pregnant last year when she missed Coachella with the two twins she said having those souls in her she had a vision of what she wanted to do and she thinks she earned the right to do whatever she wanted to do by now if she really? went out and made it happen so mm. if you haven't seen that performance it is a great performance I'm I shouldn't say that I'm not a Beyonce fan, but I, I don't really follow her like that. But just the drum line, the um, the orchestra, the whole setup was something to be proud of. And it was a culturally relevant thing. So if you don't know, ask your black friends, because technically it was a really good show. If you didn't mm. understand it, ask them. You know, they had people stepping, you know, on there. It was, it really? was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was really like, and, and, and there were some comments on social media that said that maybe she should have done that at the Essence Fest opposed to Coachella. But the truth is, is just like Prince, they felt like I'm black wherever I go. So you can, can if you can't respect that, you just can't respect me. So she didn't tamper anything down. And she said, um, according to her mother, that she, um, she has done enough pop con- concerts to be able to do whatever she wanted. 
she can do that. Mm. She can go on the Grammys next year. Mm. You know. So you know, although again, Jay Z did perform with her, and he did get robbed for a Grammy for 444. But again, when you're honest and doing things that is specifically for your culture, we should not look at that as being racist when you are doing what's true to you. So even though people are saying that we've been racist and all that other stuff during this particular broadcast of the show, the truth is, is that black people have a perspective and just respect our perspective just because it doesn't fit a national narrative. Just remember, you've pretty much been brainwashed by whatever is palatable on um, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, Fox, whatever. All right, Sandy Newton, the actress Sandy Newton, who is the um, one of the main characters in Westworld, the HBO show, she mm-hmm. um, they announced that she is getting equal pay finally as the rest of the cast. It's interesting that they had an announcement that she's getting paid just like the men are in Westworld. Wow. But she opened up about her being an advocate for women in film for two decades and recently felt shunned by the Time's Up movement. Like, she believed that she was ostracized speaking up against sexual abuse in Hollywood. And um, she described being mistreated during an audition with an unnamed director when she was 18. She said, who wants to be the first person to say this man raped me? He also is the head of the studio or he's the director. She said, it's hard. And she explained how speaking out about her own incident and the uh, rampant abuse in Hollywood ostracized her from not only the acting community, but also her family. So, Sandy mm-hmm. Newton, I have always had a lot of respect for Sandy Newton. She's a, she's a good actress, so, you know. Um, shout out to her. And she was a Time's Up movement before they had one. Because I didn't know her story years ago. And um, she really was ostracized. She's, she's from London, but she's had... Um, we had those problems in, inside of the um, inside of Hollywood. Hmm. Now, one single concussion will increase Parkinson's risk by more than fifty percent, according to a new study. Now, wow. the study of Army veterans showed that people who are diagnosed with mild concussion, with a mild con- concussion or traumatic brain injury, have a fifty-six percent fifty-six percent chance um, increase of developing the illness. Wow. Yeah, that is horrible. That now, is. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I would have agreed with this when I was in middle school, but there's a study that said that middle school students should start school later. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've been on this kick in this country for a minute now, but here we go. Pushing black class 37 minutes left kids far more lively and responsive. Starting school at 8.37, not 8, gave students an average of 17 extra minutes to sleep at night and left kids more awake in class, the study team reports in the Journal of School Health. Okay. Now, okay. Now, now, LES, here's the thing. (laughs) I'm only going to tell my age in this, but maybe you can relate to this. But when the TV used to go off at about midnight or 1 o'clock, we didn't have cable. That's why the kids stayed up late. Right. They could watch TV all night. It was really? nothing but a, it was nothing but a dark room. Right? That's so, it. Yep. Yeah. I remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you know when it, when the Star Spangled Banner came on, you see the, yep. the flag waving. It, it, it 
was lights out. You can stay up if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, you it was nobody. Spring. Yeah. You, right now, you can watch the. Uh, 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 a marathon of Martin started about 6.30 till about 2 in the morning. <laughs> like, he's just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit different. Now, Americans are filing far fewer uh, prescriptions for addictive, addictive opioid painkillers, according to new data. Now, the data is from um, the health firm IQBIA. It shows that the number of prescriptions for opioid painkillers filled in the U.S. fell dramatically last year. So nationwide, 9% fewer prescriptions were filled last year. Uh, um, yeah, were, were filled last year. So we're going down in prescribing opioids. Now, that should not be surprising to anybody, but uh, well, a few people who want you to keep, yeah. Really what the drug companies, the drug companies yeah. are, they're going to get upset over it. They're the one yeah. that got this predicament going, man. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that is the drug companies are the ones that are saying that they want to, um, they're making something to counter opioid addiction, and they know it does not work. So, <laughs> wow. So, not, so, so buy opioids, and then buy the buy the antidote from me that sold you the opioids. <laughs> <opioid. laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my that's, gosh. That's crazy. All right. Mm. All right, so, so, all right, from, I, I'm an alumni from this school, so I, there is no bias, and I'm going to do this news story, but uh, Syracuse University's fraternity is expelled over their racist video that sees members pledging to always uh, have hate in their hearts for N-words, for mm-hmm. uh, Mexicans and despairing words for them, and for yep. the K-I bleep, bleep, bleep. You know, you... They will say the N-word, but they will never say Jewish slurs. I don't get that. But anywho, they were all blanked out. Um, Chancellor Kent, uh, I can't even think of his last name, called um, Delta Ties video racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic, and, um, you know, in, in sexist. You know, now, the university has kicked them off campus. They were slow to move on this. And they act like they were shocked that that happened. Mm. Now, now, what I what I do find racist is that when something happens, they never ask black people, "Do you think that this campus is racist?" They only ask white folks if they think it's racist. <laughs> yeah. wow. That's only that's only yeah. when you don't want the answer to that question. Yeah, that yeah. was one of supposed to be one of our YTP stories this morning, but we ran out of time. All right, John, we have time for one more, brother. Give me a good one. Be on the way out the door. Okay, well, a South Florida judge um, resigned Friday after being uh, recorded berating a wheelchair-bound Sarah Faye um, Twig of 59 who was having trouble breathing and died three days later. Now, she was in company facing misdemeanor domestic violence charges for a family dispute with her 19-year-old daughter. So, Michelle um, Ballard, with her daughter, Michelle Ballard, um, Twiggin suffers from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, and had trouble getting medication while in custody, but the judge would not listen. She found um, she was found dead in her bed by her sister on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, so they Sorry, feel that like judge contributed wow. to her passing. So I wanted to make sure I did that story. Damn. Well, good job, man. Good stuff, man. Appreciate it. And on that note... 
All right, folks, it's time for our final thoughts. Uh, we have 30 seconds. Dr. Prince D, your first final thoughts. All right, she's not here. All right, Jerome, man, final thoughts. All right, well, I, I want to kind of defer my final thoughts to LES. I know that earlier in the show there was kind of a lot of going back and forth, but sometimes we have to make a point when people are trying to smooth things over that we mean to be heard. So, LES, you can take the rest of my time. Well, you know, some folks, I always say this, get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have nothing to say. We've uh, you, you see what we got when we get out when, when when folks did get out and vote. So if you get out and vote and turn that turn and the midterm elections, they're more important than the presidential election, folks. Because at the midterm election, they can block whatever the president does. So get out and vote. You know, one of the main reasons why companies don't allow people to talk politics, race, religion, all those different things at the office is because of the passion. That it usually bears Like people are passionate about their opinions People are passionate about their thoughts And folks will go to blows in some cases If you don't represent What they represent or see things Through their eyes And I'm here to say That the beauty of this country is the fact That we have the ability to disagree with each other Because I don't agree with something That Jerome says doesn't make me uh, More or less black than him Because Jerome doesn't agree with something That I said doesn't make him more whatever than me the bottom line is that this is not North Korea, this is not Russia, this is the reason why America is so great. We have to have the ability to disagree with each other and not be called names or put into a certain box because we don't believe what you believe. At the end of the day, I apologize for a lot of things that happened this morning if you heard anyone's feelings, but I'm proud to show what we've done. Our listenership continues to grow. People continue to tune in to what we do. So I'm going to ask you, whomever out there, now, don't let a situation or an episode or a segment cloud the judgment or, you know, downgrade the body of what this show has done. This show provides a voice for people like us, and we want to continue to do that. And on that note, Mr. Elliott, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Folks, thank you so much for giving us a portion of your time. We really appreciate it. We hope that we do you proud. So for Dr. Prince, no do you for Mr. Elias, for my main man, Jerome Spear, for Johnny T, I'm Jay Rouse, and have a great work week. Remember, it's Sunday. We're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. God bless everybody. See you next time.